things around that decision. Is this going to be all right, Ken? Yeah, okay. Welcome. If you've still got little ones with you, and if during the sermon you want to get up, move around, walk around the church, go to the creche at the back, please feel free to do that. We are in week five of a course about prayer, and I'm going to just run through where we've got to up to now, because I know some of you haven't been able to be here for all these different sessions. So, in weeks one and four, we have looked at adoration, petition, intercession, and perseverance. And I just tried to remind myself of the things that really struck me, the highlights of the course so far. So on adoration, what really struck me was that adoration is like climbing into our Father's lap. Climbing into our Father's lap. So it's coming to God knowing that he's a Father who loves us. And for me, the thing that struck me from the one on petition, that is praying for yourself, is that it's okay to pray for your own needs. I think sometimes we think it's fine to pray for other people, but not good to pray for yourself. And then we had a a sermon on intercession, which is praying for other people. And I think what struck me from that is that we are working in partnership with God in prayer. And you may remember this quote, which is a really you know, powerful quote. We need to let our hearts be broken by what breaks God's heart. And then the fourth one was on perseverance. And that was acknowledging that sometimes our prayers aren't answered the way we wanted them to or thought they would be. But we are to carry on trusting God and to carry on praying. Now, those of you who've been here for some of those four weeks, just think for a moment, what was it that really struck you so far about prayer? What was the one important thing? Now, Claire has already said that we're moving on this week to look at how we listen to God and how we might hear his voice. So I want to start with um, a video, and I want you to imagine that you are asked to come and have coffee with Jesus one morning. Hey Jesus, sorry I'm late, work was crazy today, no don't get up, it's okay. I uh, just got a little bit behind. People are being crazy, you know. That's no problem, Chuck. I'm just glad. No, I'm glad I made it, too. Listen, let's get down to business. I have a lot of work here. A lot of requests. First things first, pastor and his wife are at a conference. Keep them safe. Um, I'm not a fan of the assistant pastor. The less he preaches, the better. Uh, what else? Ralph, his wife, is getting a tattoo removed. It's a stupid college party way back when. You know how those things go. It's in a real painful spot. I'm not a fan of football here, but my friend is. And if I could have two tickets to take him to show him how cool I am so he'd be my friend some more, that'd be great. My dog Nibbles has a gimp leg. Chimney crickets. You know, now that I'm thinking, I could use a new jacket. I'm getting fuzzies all in this one. Please bless my sister, my mother, my father, 
our Father who art in heaven, my neighbor, Cindy, hallowed be thy name. Can you sort of train my church to clap on two and four, please? One and three, this is not disco, people. This is serving the Lord. The guy who brings in my shopping cart from the thing, something I can do to get a raise. Can you read what I wrote here? I think I was, I was dreaming. Plus the Secretary of State, the Secretary of Agriculture, the Secretary of Secretaries, bless their secretaries. Thy kingdom, thy kingdom come. And that's what bothers me about my mother. Hey, look at the time there. That's, uh, it's, uh, gotta get going there. Jesus gonna wrap this up and say amen. Amen. Uh, it's been a pleasure praying with you. It's fine evening. I'll be talking with you. Have a good day. Oh dear, that is horribly familiar, isn't it? How often do we come to pray with that sort of shopping list like that? A shopping list for Jesus and we don't let him get a word in edgeways. Prayer is meant to be a two-way conversation between us and God. And I think how you approach prayer depends on how you see prayer. So if you have a mental image that you are coming as an unworthy subject before a stern king who is going to be cruel to you, then I must say that talking about hearing from God might seem rather presumptuous. The Bible is not about us crawling into God's presence, presenting a list of things we need, and then hoping that he will be merciful to us. The Bible's picture is of a personal relationship, intimate and loving, between us and God, so that you could sit down and have coffee with Jesus. And if you think about it, it was always intended to be like that. Right at the beginning of the Bible, Adam and God, it said, Adam representing us, really, man, walked in the garden in the cool of the day. And I think that's what this picture is meant to represent. That we can be with God in that way, that we can talk over all the things of the day with God. And although God is mighty and holy, the great people of the Bible often stood and spoke to him face to face, like Abraham and Moses did. And Jesus talked about prayer as sharing your concerns and needs with your loving Father, that two-way conversation. Now we're going to hear um, a story from the Bible, and uh, Penny is going to come and read to us. And this is one incident in the Bible where someone heard God speaking to them. And just before you start reading, Penny, we're just going to pray that God would speak to us as well. So, Lord, we do pray now that you would give us ears to hear, that we might hear your voice, that we might recognize your voice, and that we would want to follow you. 
Amen. Thank you. You can find the reading on page 274, because it's the first book of Samuel, chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. The Lord calls Samuel. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Sammy was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel a third time, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. So if you want to look at that passage, it's on page 274, because we're just going to look a little bit at what we can learn from that. I think the first most amazing statement is in the first verse. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. That means that there were times in Israel's history, in the Old Testament, when the word of the Lord was common and there were loads of visions. And wouldn't we like that to be the the way things are nowadays? That the word of the Lord might be heard frequently and many people would see what God wants them to see. Secondly, Samuel was called. He heard an audible voice calling his name. Now we're thinking about whether we can hear God's voice in that way. And sometimes God does call in an audible voice. And there are people in this church who could say that they were called and that they heard God's voice. But sometimes God's voice comes in other ways. And we're going to be looking at that a little bit later on. The third thing I hope you noticed is that God doesn't give up. When Samuel doesn't recognize his voice or when we perhaps ignore his voice, God doesn't give up. He carried on um, calling and calling until he got a response. 
And again, I think there's many can testify here that they felt called by God many times before they responded. And the fourth thing I wanted to bring out is that God's voice, or God, what God does, is very surprising. So God does something really surprising here. He uses a young child to speak his message to a whole nation, the nation of Israel. And not only that, in verse 7 it said, Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. So he's using a young child who doesn't know God. God just doesn't speak to Christians. God speaks to people who do not yet know him. And very often, that is the way they come to know him. So there's an awful lot in that passage about hearing God. But I can see that some of you might be thinking, well, that was then. These things happened in the Bible. Should it be happening now? Should we be hearing God now? Should we expect to hear God today. I want you to look at two words from the New Testament from Jesus. And this is the first one. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. This is a challenge from Jesus. The words of God are meant to be our spiritual food. We are meant to feed on God's word. And often that is taken to mean God's word in the Bible. We're meant to feed on the Bible, and that is quite true. But I think it also is every word that comes from the mouth of God. So when we pray in the Lord's Prayer, give us today our daily bread, we're not just asking for physical food. We're asking for every word that comes from God. So that's a challenge from Jesus. Are we feeding on his word? And the second one is a promise from Jesus. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Jesus says that he is like a good shepherd and we are like his flock of sheep. And as the sheep learn to recognise the voice of the shepherd so they can follow him, so we will learn to recognise his voice and follow him. So if you don't think you're very good at this hearing God, you can learn to recognise his voice. The more you do it, the more you'll learn to recognise him. So I think we are meant to be listening to God and hearing him. But I want to get practical now and think, how does this happen in our everyday life? How does this happen? Well, I think I said earlier, I think God speaks in many, many different ways. And often in ways that suit our personality. So what I did was I asked a sample of people from the church um, when they thought they heard God. And I tried to get a sample that included young and old, male and female, extrovert and introvert. Had they ever felt or known that God was speaking to them? 
When are they likely to hear God? And these were some of the responses I got. I am more likely to hear God when I am reading the Bible. I think that came top. Um, Most people felt that when they were reading the Bible, they often um, felt that they were near to God and hearing God. When I am quiet, when I am walking, when I am ironing, when I am gardening, when I am on my bike, when I am praying, when I am out in the country looking at the sea or up at the mountains or walking through the woods, I am more likely to hear God when I am dreaming, when I am listening to music, when I am in a group of people who are praying, when I am in church, that's reassuring, when I am away on retreat or on a quiet day, when I'm at New Wine, which is a Christian conference that we go to in the summer. So I think there's some themes there. One is that we are more likely to hear God when we set time apart, when we slow down, where we put ourselves in a place that we know we can hear. And secondly, that things like doing repetitive things like walking and cycling and even ironing can be a way of um, perhaps doing something with our hands but freeing our minds. All right. By the way, whoever it was who said ironing, if they want more practice in hearing God, I have an ironing pile that they can come and offer to do. So I wonder... If you were writing on that list, what you would put? I am more likely to hear God when... How would you answer that? The second question I asked people was, okay, if you think you hear God, what's it like? How do you hear God? We saw that Samuel seemed to hear a voice calling his name. Is that the only way that God speaks? Well, again, lots and lots of different answers. Um, The top one, again, was through the Bible. Um, And various people talked about reading the Bible and verses from the Bible seemed to stand out to them because they were so relevant. They seemed to come alive. They spoke into the situation that they were in. Through sermons, hooray, services, prayers in church, words that seemed especially relevant to me. Um, I sometimes, people said they, they heard God through hymns, through the words of hymns, through music, through praise and worship. Many said that they were thinkers and reflectors and they liked to reflect and think on the Bible and on Christian books and Christian websites, through praying and getting surprising and original ideas. And a lot of people felt that if they got something surprising and original that they didn't think came from them, that was a good sign that it might be from God. Let's have a look at the next one. Through writing in a journal and seeing patterns. Now, many of us, this is keep a journal where we write down not just things that God says to us, things that we pray, um, all sorts of things. This is my journal, 
um, and I use it a lot. And what I think that does is it helps you to see patterns, what somebody called God instances, like coincidences, but God-given. So you begin to see that you prayed for something, and then a few days later something happened which seemed to answer that prayer. Or you see that various verses keep on coming up again and again, or images and pictures. What about this? Through words that come when I'm praying alone, or sometimes when we pray together. So sometimes people have words, persistent words, that come into their mind that they can't get rid of. Words and phrases. Through pictures that come into my mind when we pray together. And you know that on some of our services, we share some of those pictures and words that people have. And then through, people find it difficult to express this, but through a sensing, a knowing, an impression, a feeling, a resonating in my spirit, they felt that was their way of hearing God. And finally, there's a few more, through dreams, visions, and visitations, people perhaps coming and saying something to them that they, weren't, that they felt was from God. Through things in creation, e.g. on a walk, where God seemed to speak to me. Through a restlessness in my spirit, and through friends and the wisdom of others. And it may be that's where that listening service comes in, that God can speak through wise friends. I wonder, again, what you would add to that list. How would you say that you hear God? Even if you're not quite sure it's God. Is there, are there times when you have felt a voice in your head or um, seem to have an impulsion to do something? So, well, perhaps you've had to ring somebody up because somebody has come into your mind and found that it was a crucial point in their lives when they needed help. All those sort of things. A few practical tips to finish with. If you want to learn to hear God better, here are a few things. The first is find some space. Uh, Physical space, but also mental space. You need to take time apart. You need to slow down. That can be all sorts of things. When I was at work, I used to go out for a walk at lunchtime. Um, That gave me that little bit of space to hear God. When I'm on holiday, I sometimes look for a prayer space. Um, I used to have a rock on a beach that we used to go to regularly, and I used to go and sit on the rock, and that was my hearing God space. Quiet days, more ironing, all sorts of things you can do to find some space. And then ask God to speak. Speak, Lord, I am listening. You could perhaps read a passage in the Bible and ask God to speak through those words. Try and tune into him and expect him to speak to you. Thirdly, be ready. Um, You need to try and capture the thoughts and the words and the pictures and the images and the feelings that might come into your mind. So have paper, pen, um, a journal. Look out for those unexpected things and try and note them down. And fourthly, check them out. 
If you've written something down and you're not sure whether it's from God, pray and ask him to confirm it. Uh, Many people in that little survey spoke of God confirming something that had seemed fairly tentative by something that happened or some words that were mentioned in a sermon that seemed to add confirmation or some passage in the Bible that seemed to link in with what they'd been thinking And if if the word that comes to you is a life-changing decision, I would say always go and check it out with somebody who is wise and knowing in the Christian faith, um, who can discern whether it's from God. So, it is extraordinarily exciting when you hear God or you think you hear God. He very often, in my experience, speaks um, about the who, what, who, what, why questions. In other words, if you're seeking guidance, he'll often start talking about his relationship with you. And then he'll get on to the specifics. So sometimes he doesn't give you specifics. He starts talking about his love for you. He very often speaks in terms of promises gifts he wants to give you and sometimes he speaks to you on behalf of other people listening to God for other people I think is something we're going to explore in our life group sessions this week so we're going to have um, a little time of response now and somewhere at the end of each of your rows there should be some paper and some pens Would you like to see if you can find them? If you're on the middle bit of the row, there should be some papers and pens somewhere. There may not be enough pens for you all, but there should be enough paper. And if anyone feels they haven't got any paper... There's a little bit more there. Kirsty and the team are going to play us some soft music and um, we're going to just have a short, very short time of trying to hear God. And it's sometimes difficult amongst all the busyness of our lives, but we will, we will have a time when we can just slow down. And I would say, if you get anything, if you get a picture that comes into your mind, if you get a couple of words, if you get a feeling, an idea, just note it down, because this is for you to take home and to see whether this is from God. You would then ask God to confirm it to you, I think. Okay, would you just like to just close your eyes to start with? You might like to open your hands and metaphorically open your ears. God says, be still and know that I am God. So speak, Lord, because we are listening. Yeah. 